What's up, guys? Johnny Game Time Hicks here, and I'm with your boy Big Travi. How's it going, buddy? What up? Welcome to the podcast life. Welcome to the podcast world, dude. I'm so pumped to get in this with you and jump both both feet head first. That uh, makes any is sense. Mutual, my friend. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, today we have a great show. Uh, today we're going to go over those, you know, fantasy relevant players that could go in the first round. Uh, we're not saying that all these guys will for sure go in the first round. It's just rumored to be that way. And we're going to go ahead and give you guys what those fantasy implications could be if they go to said team. All right. So again, we're just speculating uh, and throwing out scenarios that we would like to see. It's not all what's going to happen. So. Without further ado, I'll, I'll I'll start off with Josh Allen, quarterback from Wyoming, uh, 6'5", 233 pounds. Travis, what do you got? Well, uh, there's no secret here. He's got a big, strong arm. He's got a great ability to throw on the run. Um, but I also believe he's our probably biggest boom or bust potential in the draft. Um, he could use the time being groomed and just – learning how to fit in the NFL scheme. Um, the Giants and Denver have been rumored as good fits, uh, or at least as teams that would take him. Um, and those are teams that I like as fits for him. Um, they both have veterans that can, st that can sit ahead of him and fan bases that aren't going to be screaming for him to go to the bench. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, he's got a monster arm that, I mean, he could – it's rumored that he can, like, sit sit on his knees from, like, the 50-yard line and throw it through the upright, which is insane. And I think that you need that giant arm because I think his best sp spot is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you my reasons why. His major uh, NFL comp is Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's big. He's, you know, not the fastest guy, but he can chuck the ball. Uh, his big knock on him is that he can only throw about 56 uh, completion percentage. and But yet, tell me if you've never heard of this before, right? Not recruited out of high school. He's got a cannon for an arm. He has a terrible completion percentage in college. Does that sound familiar? Am I going throw, throwing you back to your boy, Brett Favre? That guy had a 52% uh, completion percentage coming out of college. So this guy's a, a really big comp to him. Uh, also, Matthew Stafford, he only had a 57 completion percentage coming out of college. And, you know, no one's looking back on him and saying, oh, he shouldn't have gone first. He needs to go to a place that has plenty of talent. And I, I think the Browns have brought in enough talent over this summer and shown that they're not willing to or they're, they're really willing to try to support this offense. And I don't think it's any kind of coincidence, but... Who's his big comparison is Big Ben Roethlisberger. And guess who is now their new offensive coordinator? Todd Haley, who just happened to have just coached Big Ben Roethlisberger. So I think they're definitely going with Josh Allen with their number one overall pick selection. All right, so number two, we've got Sam Darnold, quarterback from Southern California, USC. He's 6'3", 221 pounds. Tell me what you know, Travis. Sam Darnold might be the guy I'm most excited about in the draft. Uh, it's not just because I'm a Southern California homer. It's not just because I work in San Clemente where he went to high school. 
Um, it's just the fact that this guy can make every throw, especially throws on the run while rolling out. He is not going to be susceptible to pressure and things of that nature because of his ability to make plays on the run. Uh, he has a sense of trust to trust the pocket, and he works through his progressions like a pro already. Um, his pro day was excellent. It had rain coming down. It had this sense of, you know, just he just has that sense of a gamer, and pressure situations are something I think that he can thrive in. I like Cleveland as the fit here if they take him. I like him being under Hugh Jackson, who loves to have quarterbacks throw it. Flash, uh, Josh Gordon. Jarvis Landry, and what if they get Barkley with the fourth pick? I mean, I think you got an offense that he can really um, thrive in, especially with that mobility that we've been talking about. I can't disagree with you on a lot of your points. I don't think, uh, and I, we'll talk about this in a little bit, I don't think Cleveland would take uh, Barkley at that number four spot, So, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. One thing is we have to remember that Darnold is only 20 years old. Like this guy, this guy's super young, right? He still has a lot of learning to do, but he's still so mature in so many ways. And that's the thing that I like about him. He has a great leadership. All the coaches talk about it. Even his players talk about it. He's got a great attitude and the ability to face, you know, like you said, the big pressure moments. He saw many of those at UN, uh, USC. I mean, that school is known and has a reputation of, you know, big games. And, you know, it's in L.A., so a lot of celebrities and, and a lot of scouts are always going to those games. So he already knows that big pressure situations, and he's dealt with that before. We've seen him compete in those situations. Uh, I think the ideal situation for him would be the Giants, though. If he fell down to that number two spot, the Giants would – definitely have to take a serious thought on whether they want to take you know Sam Darnold or they want to take go Barkley uh, a lot of positive things coming from both those guys but think about all the weapons that the New York Giants have right they've got Ingram OBJ they've got Shepard there are rumors that Des might go there I'm not you know I'm not going to say he will for sure working out with OBJ today yeah so you know you gotta like those weapons for a young quarterback who's super accurate like Darnold that's be the heyday that would be so perfect for him and in fantasy implications that's huge for all of those because now you have that added factor of okay obj is a little bit more safe for those dynasty players right those dynasty players are really wondering who's going to be the quarterback well if sam darnold is is the next guy you're super confident for obj's value in the future um his complete uh you know completion percentage is a solid 65 percent which is great and the only thing the only downside to to darnold is his turnovers he had 22 last year which led pac 12 that is a little bit baffling. Uh, 13 interceptions of those 22 turnovers, you know, that can go down. I'm not so concerned about it. It's all the fumbles that he had. So he had nine fumbles. That is a little bit of a concern to me. But out of all the quarterbacks that we're going to talk about today, I do think he's one of the most overall polished quarterbacks. And whatever, you know, team gets him is going to be super pumped to have him. So at number three, we have Baker Mayfield, quarterback out of Oklahoma. This guy is 6'1", 215, so a lot of people compare him to Drew Brees, but I think it's mostly just because of the height, not the arm. What, do, what are you thinking? For me, Baker Mayfield is a straight gamer. You are not going to find a guy more passionate than this guy in the draft. That could also be his downfall. 
We, you know, we've obviously got the video of him. But besides the off the field stuff, I want to get into the fact that he's got great accuracy, great quickness, and it's say give you a chance to win if if he's on the field. I think that scheme is going to be the biggest fit, and I like the Giants the most. Of all these teams, um, maybe Cleveland too, of all these teams that are on the top end, only a few have offensive-minded coaches. Pat Shermer is one of them. You get him married with a guy like Pat Shermer, and you get a guy that's going to trust him, and they can build on each other. And I just I think that his leadership is undeniable, his path. And if you get him with the right offensive guy, he could really make a difference in the NFL. And we're talking about last segment with the Giants and the weapons they have. You put him on that squad, and look out. Yeah, I definitely agree that that would be a really nice situation to go to. I mean, like you said, this guy's a playmaker. He always plays with a chip on his shoulder, which, you know, a lot of people like that. Some people don't because it comes across as, you know, he's rude. But he wants more than anything to just win the football game. And that's one thing that you, you know, you can't judge that or, or and put that into somebody else. Um, sometimes the things he does might not be socially acceptable, but you often get that with really passionate guys. I mean, think of Cam Newton, right, with his outrageous acts of passion after a game. He'll, you know, say things to reporters that he doesn't necessarily mean. At least I, I think he doesn't necessarily mean to say them. You know, who really knows with Cam? Um, he's extremely accurate with the football. And, uh, he has a completion percentage of 70%, which is really nice to have uh, when you're looking at quarterbacks he has the ability to run and scramble a huge upside for if you don't have that good of an offensive line he can kind of mask that a little bit his ideal situation for me would be the Jets he has big wide receivers to throw to think about it he has Terrell Pryor Anderson both those guys are like 6'3 6'4 and he has Jermaine Curse. Uh, which is another big wide receiver who can go up and catch it. I think he could be the only rookie quarterback out of all the ones we're going to talk today that can actually make a fantasy impact this year. Really? I, yeah. I I think that he has the the perfect situation to go into where I mean all he's got all he has to do is beat out Josh McCowan. I think that that's not that difficult to do and with his ability to get out and scramble and move the ball, I think that you know, we saw Tim Tebow do it, and Tim Tebow wasn't a good quarterback. You put, like, Tim Tebow in Baker Mayfield with an arm, like, that's – he's going to produce points. I think that just real quickly, I just think that, for me, Baker's history being in a spread offense and his size are what scare me the most, and that's why I'd really like to see him get under a coach that can really be a scheme guy and, and like I said, groom him correctly to be that NFL guy. All right, well, next up we've got Josh Rosen, quarterback out of UCLA. This kid's 6'4", 226 pounds, so a great base to, you know, a prototypical quarterback in the NFL. I agree. I think he's probably the most mechanically sound uh, quarterback in the draft. He has incredible, and he is extremely polished. Um, He does not have the biggest arm but he makes incredible throws and he has accuracy and timing to make up for it he'll probably need a good system again and a head coach that's willing to gain his trust and work with him and the fact that he has this lack of attention problem or this millennial tag that he keeps getting uh, once again i like the giants i think it's an ideal situation with Shermer. i think uh eli to groom him for a couple years and I think, you know, obviously the talent of OBJ, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. Rosen's interesting to me, Johnny. I, I have him as a ceiling of maybe Aaron Rodgers and a floor of maybe Jay Cutler. Wow. I, I just like, 
I just I really like what he's got. Maybe not completely up to Aaron Rodgers because of like I said the lack of the big arm. Uh-huh. But I just I really think if this guy's dialed in and he's there present 100%, he can really be a big time NFL player. I mean, he he was working out with Aaron Rodgers not that long ago earlier in the summer. So that is that would be great if he was that ceiling. I can See, and I definitely do not disagree with your Jay Cutler statement. I was actually seeing, thinking along those exact same lines. Uh, but listen, this guy is touted as the best overall quarterback in this entire draft, skill-wise. Um, not taking his own personal you know, decisions into it, which I think are being weighed a little bit too much. He can make any NFL throw that you need him to make. He's very accurate with the football at 62% completion percentage, and he's extremely intelligent. Uh, so he has to go to a, a sound organization in order for him to succeed. And you have to have coaches that are willing to teach him ex- every aspect of the game because that's what he needs to si- stimulate his, you know, his growth in football. I have a, a little bit of a breaking news from you know, a, a local source that, uh, and I w- didn't originally write about this but, or, or think about this, but uh, apparently Arizona Cardinals, who sit at number 15 right now, would only consider consider Josh Rosen to trade up for. Uh, if the Arizona Cardinals are going to trade up, they will only do it for Josh Rosen. There's nobody else that they will trade up for, and they won't trade into that five spot. Uh, they will only trade, you know, pick within those picks of six through nine ish around there if they are going to trade up for anybody it's going to be josh rosen so that just goes to show that's yeah that's super interesting just because of the fact that i've seen several mocks where they're he's just there for them either way yeah so i mean i don't think that he would get past buffalo if he get you know if buffalo uh is picking at number 12 i highly doubt that they would pass on him just because of his talent like we talked about but i so I think the Cardinals would have to jump up, but who knows? That's all speculation. Uh, it's always just kind of fun to talk about. I didn't really write about them. But my ideal pie in the sky and what I actually think is a very possible thing to happen would be that the Patriots traded up to get him. I think that this would be the ideal situation uh, for him to be groomed behind the New England Patriots. And if the Patriots don't end up trading for him, I think still in that same number five spot would be the Denver Broncos. Think about it. He goes to a really good GM who was a quarterback, so he can you know have that connection. He's got two wide receivers that are very good on the outside. He's got a, a running game that I'm sure they're going to address. Um, they've always liked to run the ball, so there's not a lot of pressure there going in. And Case Keenum is not that difficult to beat out. So I think that that would be the perfect situation if the pie in the sky doesn't happen with the New England pick. I'm going Denver. I like it. All right, so next up we're going to talk about Mason Rudolph, quarterback out of Oklahoma State. This guy's 6'5", 235 pounds, and you know exactly what you ask for from a franchise quarterback as far as stature. But when it comes to mechanics, what do you, what do you got, Travis? I think uh, you hit it on the head there as far as size. His height is actually ends up being a true height because of the way he stands so tall in the pop pocket. Um, he moves through the progressions really well. He actually handles safeties really well with his eyes. But he's not quick, and he doesn't wow you very much under pressure. If he excels in the NFL, in my opinion, as a starter, it will be because he was groomed by a great coach and assisted by an elite defense. Uh, I don't see any fantasy implications for him this year if he made it. I don't see him starting, at least not successfully. I think he's two years away from any kind of fantasy relevance, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with exactly what your assessment on him. I think he has great size and, and pocket presence for a quarterback. This guy is very accurate with his passes with 65% completion. He's not very fast. He's a more traditional pocket passer, and he can really air out the ball. So if he goes to a team you know, that likes to do that, air it out, kind of like a Bruce Arians kind of style offense, I think that this guy would be pretty good in that kind of style of offense. He had 23 games with over 300 passing yards, and he had 10 games with over 400 passing yards. So I think ideally the Jags, um, or um, I'll bring up New England again just because I don't think Belichick could go wrong with these kind of quarterbacks. But those two teams are the most likely linked. Ideally, I would love to see him go to the Saints. I mean, think about it with Drew Brees winding down his career. A really good run game to lean on. Plenty of really good pass catchers and an up-and-coming defense. I think this would be, you know, as Sean Payton, I think that's a perfect landing spot for a guy like that because, like you said, he's going to need two years plus in order to really get groomed into that quality of quarterback that you want. And I think that's a perfect situation. So I, I agree with you on that. Well, I want to piggyback your no, uh, your assessment of New Orleans for, for him because I actually think transitioning Lamar Jackson would be a perfect fit for New Orleans. I think that his incredible speed, his you know rocket launcher for an arm, the talent that he has, um, I think that him paired up in New Orleans with guru Sean Payton could be very similar benefits to what Bill O'Brien's done for Deshaun Watson. I've been listening to a lot of college football minds talk about him and comparing him to Michael Vick, which is pretty high praise. So what are you, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson? I mean, this guy's 6'3", 200 pounds, so he's a bit on the skinny side for me as a quarterback. But I did look up Michael Vick because I did also hear that those comparisons are pretty common. And Michael Vick was actually right around the same. He was only like 210, I believe, but he was slightly shorter as well. So I actually wasn't so concerned with that anymore. But I think he's most the most intriguing quarterback, quarterback prospect in this entire year's draft. He's arguably the highest ceiling of any other quarterback. However, his floor as a quarterback could be very low. Uh, he has a 59% completion percentage, and I think that this is the biggest area of concern. Very inconsistent. However, he did show a growth between his years in college. Uh, he did increase that as he went. So that is something that is encouraging. What he lacks in accuracy, though, he makes up in speed. He's reportedly have uh, a 4 3 40 40 uh, yard dash, which is really, really fast. Uh, his ideal situation, I think, would be New England. Uh, Think about it. They always have been able to put quarterbacks in a, in a great place to succeed. I mean, just look at it. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looked like a, well, I don't know about really good, but he looked decent enough where they were able to trade him. I mean, you look at Sam I mean, Castle. They do this often where they take these quarterbacks that are good athletes and then they scheme around them. So, And then they have plenty of passing options and passing weapons with the ability of making Lamar in this kind of offense is really really scary and that that's a quarterback that kind of has bill belichick written all over it he kind of likes to reinvent himself and win super bowls in different ways because i think he gets kind of bored of his you know doing it the same way uh when he first came to the league he liked to win on defense and then he started winning with brady and then he ran the ball and then i just think he likes to reinvent these things call me crazy you're crazy <laughs> 
All right, that ends the quarterbacks topics. Um, we're going to jump into a couple of running back prospects that are supposed to go in the first round uh, with the first one going as Saquon Barkley. I know everybody's been talking about this guy, raving about him. Best running back that we've seen in a long time. Uh, running back out of Penn State, six foot tall exactly, and 233 pounds. Just a tank of a man. What do, what do you what do you like about him? What don't I like would be the shorter list. <laughs> He's easily the most exciting player in the draft, hands down. I think we're going to differ in this opinion, but I don't think it matters where he's taken. I think his impact will be felt immediately. Ideally, I think the Giants, in my opinion, offer the highest upside because, again, that supporting cast that becomes a recurring theme for us. I think that's a big product of the fact that the Giants were just two years removed from the playoffs and then had a, just a real falling out. And so their, their supporting cast is strong. And so, therefore, if you give Barkley, this team is going to be staying in scoring territory a lot. And I also like Indy as another possible. They're going to want to ease Luck back into the fold with a strong running game. And they've got a young, improved defense, too. They didn't get a lot of credit last year. But they have a defense that they can lean on. L- running game and defense, I think that's a perfect. Dude, um, I I yeah, love I love the Colts pick. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I yeah. love that Colts pick. I think that would be such a great situation for him to go to. I'll tell you who I'm picking, either the Giants or Denver. I agree with your Giants uh, assessment of this guy. I mean, he's an animal. He's definitely the most exciting guy to watch in college football. He could do it all, I mean, dude. He can run between the tackles. He's got quick, quick bursts to the outside. He's great. Got great top speed. Uh, he ran a 440 at the combine, which is really, really fast. Um, but if you don't like all of those kind of things, guess what? He could still catch the ball like a wide receiver. So coming out of the backfield, you want guys like this. I totally agree with you. I think he's going to make a huge contribution right away. I think even more so than Zeke did in, in Dallas, I think he's going to do that to whatever wow. team he goes to. He's that good, dude. I like the Giants pick just because the offense would be so amazing with him in it, except for that offensive line scares me a little bit. Their best offensive uh, lineman went to the Arizona Cardinals, so that does, is a concern a little bit. Not a lot. I think he could still produce even behind that line, but I love – him going to Denver. Think about it. They just let go of their number one running back. Booker, we've seen that guy. We've seen what he can do. He's okay. But you put Saquon Barkley in that offense and with Case Keenum, you don't want to put a lot of pressure on Case Keenum. And if you do, he could just dump it off to this guy and this guy can do wonders. I just think they have a better offensive line. They're more likely to give him 30 touches a game, unlike the Giants who have a lot of other options. So I just think for the most fantasy excitement, I I would say either you know the Broncos or if he did get past that, I liked your pick of the Colts. I think that's a great idea. I think that a lot of the franchises have been putting up a bunch of smoke screens with the quarterback talk because I think they all really are taking a long, hard look at Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And with comps like Barry Sanders, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I I agree. This guy is going to be magnificent, I think, wherever he goes. Another guy that I think is going to be really, really good wherever he goes. uh, Might not see the field as much, but that's Darius Geis running back out of LSU. This guy's 5'10", 213 pounds. Travis, what what are you liking about this guy? Another LSU running back and another beastly star that loves contact. I mean, Geis' playing style could make him susceptible to injury sooner rather than later. But I would take a shot on him right in your run game. I like the landing spot of Pittsburgh as the elite handcuff 
to Le'Veon Bell. But call me crazy, and this would differ completely from Belichick's style, but New England would be a supreme fit for this guy. They live in scoring territory, they live in the red zone, and this guy would do nothing but punch the ball in every time. Ooh, I just, dude, that's getting me so excited thinking about that. I love that landing spot. The only concern I have with that one is he's not really known to catch the ball. You know, he had the most, the most times he caught a ball in one game was five times. So he he's not known as a pass catcher. I know that Big Bill loves pass catchers, but lately he has been using, you know, a bruiser that, you know, he just runs the ball. So I do like that pick. I think that would, that would be really, really nice fit in there right he gets between the tackles he often gets lost in all the talk because of Leonard Fournette coming out last year but this guy easily pushed him you know he could have been starting over Leonard Fournette that's how close these guys are in talent and let's not not forget you know Geis actually owns three of the top four single game rushing records for LSU so think of all the good backs that have come out there and this guy's you know has more rushing records in in a single game than a lot of those guys. I think that a really good place for him to land. I have heard a lot of Pittsburgh comments, and if that truly does happen, I think Le'Veon Bell will take a huge hit this year. I think that he will. He's currently he's currently the second running back, typically off the board behind Todd Gurley, and I think that if you had a strong running back behind him like that, that his his fantasy value would dip in the eyes of a lot of people and I don't think that he would any longer be a top you know top tier pick I think he would maybe fall into the second round in that case just because so many people would be nervous about that handcuff situation how they're going to integral him in I don't think I don't put it past Pittsburgh to do that because I think that's why they don't want to sign Le'Veon Bell to a long-term deal because they know that Running backs don't hold their value, so this would be a perfect move for Pittsburgh. It would make me very cautious, though, in fantasy if that happened. Uh, but I think the Lions are actually the ones that I, that we should all hope that he goes to, and that's because he's better than than Legarrette Blunt. Like he can ta- overtake Legarrette Blunt in that situation quickly. He's younger, he's faster, and he can bruise just the same way. And I'm not really worried about Abdullah or Riddick. I think they want to move on from those guys and you know wash their hands of them. Those guys will come in on third down rolls unless guys can really increase the way he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which he could. Who knows? Maybe they just didn't game plan for him to catch out of the backfield i like that pick um that would be a pretty interesting fit and make you want to get a piece of that lion's backfield for sure yeah definitely all right let's move on over to wide receivers now calvin ridley out of wide receiver out of alabama this guy's pretty touted uh and scouted pretty well a lot of people think he's one of the top three wide receivers on that that should go in the first round. This guy's six foot, six feet tall, 189 pounds. You know, Travis, what do you like in about this guy, and and what fantasy aspect would he bring to this next season? One of the few players we've talked about that's probably going to make an immediate impact. He's got great size and speed, as you discussed. Um, he's very used to a pro style offense, having played at Alabama, and he should by all means be ready to start day one. Uh, there, this may be a bit of a reach because they pick inside the top 10, but I think that San Fran would be an excellent pick. You give Jimmy G a number one target and a pure top wide receiver, instead of throwing all these tight ends like he had to do last year, mm. you give him an actual threat in the red zone. And 
you know, the big thing for Calvin Ridley is he's just got to work on his speed of getting off of press coverage. Mm -hmm. If he masters that, which takes time, it takes hand fighting, it takes learning from other wide receivers, he masters that. I think that he is going to be, you know, Pro Bowl caliber. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the assessment that he can come in and contribute pretty, pretty relatively young in the season and actually do fairly well. Uh, he has probably the most ready wide receiver of this group. And guess what? He's played in a pro offense in Alabama already. So, And he was successful at that, catching 63 passes for just under 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. This guy's really consistent hands. Everyone talks about how great of an athlete he is. But like you said, he doesn't have that breakaway speed. And I don't think uh, that he will catch many touchdowns uh, because of that necessary that fact he can't really break away and he's not the tallest wide receiver so um, I don't see them going to him often but I think he's really comparable to Amari Cooper and I'd love to see him go to the Cowboys I think they need a number one wide receiver and this guy has the tangibles to fit nicely into that scheme with Dak uh, it would be you know a nice nice new reliable wide receiver for Dak to you know throw to nine times a game and I think this guy can come down with a lot of receptions and, and be like a yardage monster, essentially. I like that. All right, another wide receiver that I really, really like, and I'm excited to talk about this guy, and that is Cortland Sutton, wide receiver from Southern, Methodist, Southern Methodist, SMU. Uh, this guy's 6'3", 218 pounds. Love that body as a wide receiver. Like, that. that is so ideal and not many wide receivers have that travis what what do you think am i going crazy uh, here no i don't think so i think the frame gives him excellent toughness and he's a great possession wide receiver i just think that he's really raw in terms of route running and so he's going to need to get in there and he's going to need to study and he's going to need to work his tail off i uh, haven't seen much about his work ethic doesn't mean it's not there i would just need to see that first um i have seen a few mocks where carolina has taken him and if it if he does work on that route running and polish that up a bit, I think he can make an impact in Carolina's run first scheme that really complements a volume possession wide receiver. So that's kind of my take on him. Yeah, I'm so excited to see where this guy lands. I mean, like I, I said, his body is, is really big. He's really good at boxing out those defenders and just going up and, and grabbing it like a rebound. I think that he'll be down the field really, really quickly. He's he's pretty fast at 4 or 540 uh, at the combine. Um, he posted a stat line of 68, 1,085 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. Like that's so nice to see you know producing like that in a college setting and i'd be really really interested if he went to the jags if he fell all the way to the jags you know i don't think they would they would miss a beat this year with with sutton uh we've seen bortles lock onto one guy and and pepper him with targets and Allen robinson a few a few years ago i think that this guy has the talent of Allen robinson and he could have the opportunity and you know being peppered with all those wide you know with those targets and he has such a wide spectrum area where he can actually go out and, and grab the ball. That's going to be, that's like perfect for Bortles because he's not that accurate at all. He sails balls or whatever, but this guy can go up and get it with that 6'3 body frame. I, I just get really excited for this guy in fantasy purposes if he goes to like a, a wide receiver needy team like the Jags. I think he's a wide receiver too if he gets, if he goes to the Jags. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely think so. Okay. 
All right. Last up, we're going to talk about DJ Moore, wide receiver from Maryland. Uh, this guy's six feet tall, 210 pounds. Got to love that that structure right there. Yep. Another possession wide receiver with a big frame. Feel like he could make a killing in the slot uh, if he goes to the right team with a quarterback that can get him the ball consistently. And, you know, he'll be able to bail some of these quarterbacks out with his ability to catch it over the middle and take those hits. That So he could be a nice safety blanket. I like the comparison of Pierre Garçon for him. He's got excellent size and speed. And with Dez leaving... I like the destination of Dallas for DJ Moore. If he can get that chemistry with Dak, look for him to make an impact in year one, kind of like we were just talking up there with the Jaguars. I think he can make that impact if he could consistently be that number one option in the slot um, with Witten obviously tailing off an age, and Beasley's even uh, working his way up there too. So, Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the Dallas pick. Um, I I would say that they were gonna, he was going to go there, but I kind of talked about Dallas and you know in the above wide receiver, so I didn't want to choose that as like a cop out pick for me. But this guy remind he said you said he Pierre Garcon is the one that you think he looks like. To me, a lot like Pierre Garcon before Pierre Garcon was Pierre Garcon is Anquan Bolden, a guy that's close to my heart and played for my Arizona Cardinals. Uh, think about it. He's quick, great hands, doesn't mind contact, and it's hard to bring down in the open field. I think depending on where he goes, we can see this guy as a real fantasy wide receiver two option in most standard leagues. Um, for example, I think if Baltimore Ravens were, that would be a great landing spot for him. He has Crabtree on the opposite side of opposite side of him so that would take away the number one corner on that so he's getting matched up with secondary corners which i think that he has the burst to get off the line quickly and get open for flacco to hit him over the middle he had he posted 80 catches for just over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns in his last year at maryland i could see similar numbers if he goes to the ravens well maybe not the eight touchdowns maybe four to five uh with Crabtree being there, I think he'll gobble up more, most of those touchdowns. But I think 80 catches for a little over a thousand yards sounds pretty obtainable for this guy. So I like those uh, those stats. Another little quick insider that I got today is that, and I didn't write about this part, but there are rumors that if if DJ Moore is available at the 15th pick, the Cardinals could select him and uh, bypass going quarterback in the first round. They really like this kid, and they really like what he can bring to their offense. The heir apparent for uh, Larry Fitzgerald, huh? Yeah, and I think that he has, you know, the tangibles and the ability to do so, and I think he would make, you know, a really good, you know, quarterback or wide receiver too, especially if, you know, Sam Bradford, which I know this is a huge long shot, but if Sam Bradford can stay healthy, think of think of what he was doing last year before he went down. I mean, super accurate. I, I really like this guy as a wide receiver too if he does come to Arizona or if he goes to Baltimore. This just in, Sam Bradford ruptured his eardrum listening to Johnny say that. <laughs> hey, I don't don't worry. I'm not putting all my, my chips into the Sam Bradford boat, but I'm just saying I I do like this guy – well, that's all we have today. We talked about the number one guys that will go in the draft. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Please let us know any feedback, whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it, uh, or if Travis was terrible. You can you can hit him up on Twitter. Travis, what's your what's your Twitter handle? At Big Travis SoCal. And I'm at John Hicks 33. Please follow us on Twitter and check out our next show. 
Uh, we're going to try to put bust these out at least once a week. Till next time, we'll see you later. Later.